Hello friends, my name is Masood Ramandi and welcome to session number five of God's Master Plan, our new series. I hope you've had great discussions and you've had some time to uh, go through the scriptures that we have covered, covered so far and uh, to have basically um, the picture of God's Master Plan in your mind already to know that the intention of God from the beginning was uh, to have a man that would be in his own image and likeness and when there was uh, basically the fault that uh, came to happen then God still had a plan to restore man back to the place that he was. Uh, so in the first session I covered uh, the gospel which is the proclamation of this uh, process of redemption also known as salvation which was through the revelation of our righteousness and then in session two I showed you um, what actually has been suppressing this truth about uh, what God is trying to tell us which was unrighteousness and unrighteousness was uh, our own attempt to uh, basically cover the shame that we had uh, the shame of nakedness and that would be the reason that man would not uh, have ears uh, to hear what the Lord says. And uh, after that, Rose has been talking to you for two sessions uh, about what's, what was going on in the book of Genesis, uh, especially in chapter 3 and with the whole process of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the effect that it brought to mankind. But today, I want to talk to you about um, one of the other themes that we have to see in God's plan, which is uh, the theme of blessing. When you study uh, the word blessing in the Old Testament, you see something amazing. And that is God's intention from the beginning has been to bless mankind. And uh, this intention was always resisted by man himself, uh, which brought curse to himself. But then again, God would come and uh, basically remove the curse and uh, restore man back into the blessing. So I want to show you some of these uh, verses in the Old Testament and um, <clears throat> eventually we're going to see that how all of this come to fulfillment in Christ which means once you get an understanding of uh, what was the story of Christ, the Christ, what was the story of the cross of Christ then you begin to see all these details that we are going to be following as the foreshadowing of that which was to come in Christ. Then you will have a deeper, um, basically, understanding of what we are about to read and at the same time more gratitude toward uh, the Lord for what He has done. Uh, so let's begin quickly from chapter 1 and see the first time that actually in regards to man, God uses the word um, a blessing. So this is in chapter 1 verse 28 uh, which says, Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. So when, he says, When God said, Let us make man in our own image, he immediately said, Be blessed. Uh, or basically God blessed them. So I'm going to show this in on this picture. If you see um, actually what I have already drawn, you're going to uh, understand what these uh, are because every one of these are going to be filled with a verse number. So to give you a picture of what happened uh, throughout the generation. So the first one I want to 
um, basically put here uh, the verse number which is uh, 128 this is Genesis 128 and what God said was um, that he blessed them here there was a blessing and then he said be fruitful because I want to talk to you about this uh, as we move on so this is the first time that God blesses them and he says be fruitful now the next time that God blesses something is in chapter 2 in verse 3 let's look at uh, what it says <clears throat> uh, or let's actually read from verse 2 and on uh, the seventh day God ended his work which he had done and he rested on the seventh day uh, from all his work which he had done then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made so uh, we come to verse 20 uh, sorry chapter 2 verse 3 and here he says that this is the seventh day and then what is important about this is rest uh, because God finished his work so let me just put this here also so this was his work being finished so first God blessed man and then he blessed the seventh day because man so was supposed to enter into God's rest now uh, what happens right after that uh, is amazing because um, until now you see God blessing man and then God blessing the seventh day which he had created for man and um, in chapter 3 something happens in chapter 3 man uh, eats from a different tree that God said do not eat and then because of that a series of events happen and eventually God comes and he says to man in uh, verse uh, 17 that then uh, to Adam he said because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you uh, saying you shall not eat of it <clears throat> cursed is the ground so for the first time the word cursed is used um, and it says that uh, this time it's not God cursing although I know that um, many have read this as God cursing the ground but it says uh, because of what man did the ground was cursed not because God cursed the ground so this was man's doing uh, so let me just first put the verse number here this is verse 3 uh, 17 so what happened here uh, is the curse entered so let's just put the curse here uh, there was a curse now what was cursed the ground okay so this is very important because we have to understand what was uh, cursed which here he says it was uh, the ground now uh, obviously after that we can understand what this means it says in toil you shall eat of it okay so let me also put this here uh, this means in toil you shall eat of it so no longer 
rest. So toiling obviously is not rest, but God had blessed man and then he had uh, created a day called the seventh day so man would not toil or not work or not be laboring, but actually he would enter into this rest. And uh, next thing he says in verse 18, both thorns and thistles, it shall bring forth for you. So what is the it? It is the ground. So he says the ground from now on shall bring forth uh, thorns and thistles. So let me just also put this here. Thorns and thistles. Okay, so it says the ground from now on as you labor in it, all that it would produce is thorns and thistles. So now, isn't it amazing that it says because of what you have done, and when he says because of what you have done, he says what he, Adam, had done. Uh, and he says it was to eat from uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the ground is cursed. Now the ground was supposed to be the place that life would come out. And he says that tree that you ate is the result that this ground would not have another type of tree in it anymore. So we're going to get to that place. But um, the other thing that I want to mention here is uh, if God says that because of what you have done, the ground is cursed, uh, sounds like this ground will, not, will no longer be fruitful anymore. So this uh, basically uh, what we read in chapter 1 verse 28 that God said, be fruitful is no longer happening here. So let me just put this here. Uh, no longer, uh, not fruitful. Okay, so this was supposed to be uh, something related to this one which means man was supposed to be fruit, fruitful, but the fruitfulness was through the ground. Now, something that I need to mention here is uh, in Hebrew, when you look at the word um, ground, the, the word ground comes actually from the word Adam. The root word for, for the ground is Adam. The Hebrew word for ground is Adama. Adama and Adam. Uh, so that just speaks to uh, basically what chapter 2 says that God formed man out of the dust of the ground and later chapter 3 says for this reason now uh, dust you are and to dust you shall return or till you return to the ground so um, God confirming that the basically the formation of man was uh, based on the ground uh, which was not, not supposed to be remaining in that state there had to be a transformation that didn't happen but that's an interesting point by itself so let's move on and see some other verses and see um, what is actually happening uh, because of now I've shown you three verses uh, two verses speak of God's uh, act of blessing and the third speaks of man's act of bringing the curse on the same ground now God, again, doesn't basically remain silent and doesn't um, remain careless. He is um, taking responsibility for his creation and he comes to rescue 
uh, basically the ground from this situation. That's why in chapter uh, 5, we're going to read what happens. In verse 28, uh, we read that uh, one of the children of Adam, after generations, he was named uh, Lamech. And this Lamech, in verse 28 says that lived 182 years and had a son and he called his name Noah saying this one will comfort us concerning our works and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed first of all he makes a comment and he says, the Lord has cursed. No, I mean, this is not true. Although it's written in the Bible, but it's not the word of the Lord. It's uh, a recounting of a story that happened and somebody is writing these things. So it says Lamech said that uh, the Lord has cursed the ground. But chapter 3 showed us that the Lord didn't curse the ground. It was man's doing who brought curse on the ground. But anyhow, it says... Noah, which uh, basically actually whose name means rest. Uh, Noah, when he was born, he was destined to uh, undo what Adam did. So Adam brought the curse. Noah was supposed to reverse the curse or remove the curse. And uh, first of all, he, he says something about this toiling that he says the toil is the toil of uh, basically his hand. Let me just put this here because all these things are going to uh, make sense once we get to some other scriptures so the toil is the toil of hand okay so uh, therefore we had here chapter 5 verse 29 uh, where uh, basically there is a proclamation that there is about to come once again a rest and the curse uh, would be reversed now uh, something i need to mention here the word curse if you look at a uh, hebrew word it's actually the word rr so i just put it here because um, this is also important so let's look at the next thing that we see uh, in chapter 8 in chapter 8 what happens is um, that uh, basically the, uh, the Bible says that um, the imagination, every imagination of the hearts of man were continuously wicked. So man is in a desperate situation, obviously. And then uh, God comes and talks to Noah and he says, I'm going to do a work. And the work is I'm going to be washing the ground. And because of that, I need a flood. So he opened the flood gates of uh, heaven and the fountains from beneath and the whole earth once again was covered in uh, waters and that waters did something which was the washing so that's the whole story of uh, basically the flood of Noah but let's see what happens in chapter 8 uh, after everything has happened in verse uh, 3 says and the waters receded continually from the earth at the end of the 150th day, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the 70th day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. So let me just put this here. Okay, first we have uh, here verse 
chapter 8 verse 4 and then what do we have here this time we don't have arar but we have a mountain called ararat okay um, when you look at the meaning of this uh, word in hebrew uh, obviously it comes from arar arar means curse but ararat means uh, the curse is reversed isn't it amazing when the washing was finished and the waters had receded the ark uh, actually stood on a mountain called ararat god saying when you see this happening the curse is reversed and this is profound but let me just put it here first so ararat no longer means curse but curse the curse is or basically the curse is reversed okay so this is now uh, again um, God actually reversing what man had done so imagine now what, what's happening here is um, that the, the entire earth is washed away there is no man on the ground except uh, Noah and his children and uh, you expect that there would be no curse because it says the curse is reversed and the washing has been happening and now it means there is going to be uh, actually something again called the fruitfulness because the ground is no longer um, uh, is no longer in a state of curse but let's look at uh, what actually God says to uh, Noah in chapter 9 uh, verse 1 we read uh, so God blessed Noah and his uh, sons and said to them be fruitful and uh, multiply and fill the earth what is God doing he's uh, again declaring Genesis 1 verse 28 he blessed them exactly the same word that he said to man in Genesis 1 28 here we read in chapter 9 verse 1 so let me just put this here uh, so we follow with uh, the flow okay chapter 9 verse 1 uh, is a complete restoration of all things we can say here we are back to uh, actually Genesis 1 28 in chapter 9 so once again God says be blessed I bless you and then because of this be fruitful and multiply which means the ground is no longer cursed okay now see what happens after this because I want to I want you to see never ever any curse or any evil thing on earth happens because God does or because God allows it's always because man allows uh, and we continually hear uh, when people uh, experience something that is negative something that is bad something that is evil a sickness a weakness uh, a, tra a tragedy or anything they say well um, we don't have the answers why these things are happening uh, we prayed we believed nothing happened and then uh, they say we don't know the answers God chooses sometimes to answer prayer and sometimes he doesn't No, that's not true uh, the the curse every time comes through mankind and that's because they always eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil no matter how much we say we are christians we believe we've, we've been in the world we have 
basically, uh, I knew that I knew that I knew that I had faith. None of that matters. What matters is the truth. And the truth says uh, that curse never comes from God. It's always from mankind. I've been showing this and I'm going to show you even these things in this clear language of the New Testament. And you're going to see actually how the church, uh, after once again, the washing brings the curse onto herself and others also. So let's look at uh, chapter 9. Uh, verse 25 uh, or let's look at uh, verse 24 this is um, Noah getting drunk and then he sleeps naked and he has three children three sons one of them comes and uncovers the nakedness of his father uh, whose name is Ham and uh, Noah begins to open his mouth once again and see what happens verse 24 so noah awoke from his wine and uh, knew that his younger son had done to him then he said cursed be canaan cursed be canaan who is canaan uh, the, basically a child of ham uh, the one that actually uncovered the nakedness of noah so he basically curses uh, his child. Who does this? Noah, the same one that through whom God brought blessing or reversed the curse on Mount Ararat by washing by the flood, once again brings curse back to a creation that was set free from the curse. Isn't it amazing? And uh, he's the one that releases the curse once again through the generation. And uh, let me just put this here. So we, we have this also chapter 9, verse 25. Now, who is uh, cursed here? This is Canaan. And uh, obviously Noah does this. So let's look at um, chapter... Um, uh, let's look at what happens after this. So this is chapter 9. Chapter 9 is only about Noah and his children. There are only a few people on the earth. But chapter 10 uh, gives us the um, story of how from these three uh, sons, the entire na basically na nations came forth. So from each one, obviously a group of people were born and out of them children and children and children and then nations were born. So the whole chapter of chapter 10 is all about the generations of these three sons. Chapter 11 is about the story of now uh, Tower of Babel and all of that. I don't want to go through that, but chapter 12 is about Abraham. Once again, God comes to a man because he wants to reverse what uh, man has done look at what God says to Abraham chapter 12 verse 1 now the Lord had said to Abraham get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you isn't it amazing he says I will take you to a land to a ground uh, what is God doing let's see I will make you a great nation and I will bless you Okay, that's the second thing, the ground that was cursed. And he says, God says, I will take you to a ground, to another land, first of all. But then I will bless you. I mean, I've blessed people constantly. They've rejected. But Abraham, I'm going to bless you. 
So Adam rejected, Noah rejected, in fact they brought curse. But I'm going to bless you now. And then I will bless you and your name uh, and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So one person comes out, one person out of all these nations and through him all nations are going to be blessed. But the profound thing is, before I move on, let's look at, uh, actually let me just put this verse here, chapter uh, 12 of the book of Genesis. Uh, talks about once again this time uh, Abraham and the blessing uh, that is coming through Abraham so let me just also put blessing so there is a blessing that comes through Abraham and this is uh, verse two and three okay so uh, and then he says in verse three i will bless those who bless you and i will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed let me explain this first if he says in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed who do you think he's cursing them <laughs> when he says i will bless those who bless you and i will curse those who curse you but also in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed do you see god excluding any family which is going to be cursed obviously not so this is not uh this is not to be taken um carnally or fleshly saying that i know this is now a belief in the church right now that if you bless the nation of israel your country will be blessed and if you bless the nation or curse the nation of Israel, you will be cursed. First of all, don't curse anyone, not Israel, not anybody else. I mean, that Jesus was clear about that. So, but don't bless a nation because you want to be blessed. Don't bless a nation because they're above others. It is not true. This is not about nations. This is, we're going to get to this uh, probably in the next session. Um, because I'm going to show you in the clear language of the New Testament, what was this ground that was cursed? And what was the fruitfulness? Uh, is, is God really talking about uh, the ground that we walk on? Or maybe this is something more profound. And maybe this is the answer to every question that we've had concerning um, the blessing and the cursing and the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the eyes opening and all of that story. But because this session is entirely dedicated to blessing and cursing, let's move with that flow. So this is chapter 12 and God comes in his uh, master plan to do this. And um, obviously there are other accounts in chapter uh, 14. Melchizedek comes and Melchizedek once again blesses Abraham in chapter 14. I believe verse, uh, let me quickly look at this. Um, chapter 14 verse 19 i'm gonna put this here also uh 14 19 here we have this blessing coming through melchizedek uh, and then he blesses abraham once again chapter 17 uh, once again we have god coming and blessing abraham and this time would speak uh, about a seed uh, that through him all the nations were uh, going to be uh, blessed now if he speaks of the seed you understand why the ground was mentioned 
And if there was a fruitfulness, you understand now just perhaps a portion of this mystery that the fruitfulness is about the seed to be fruitfulness, but the seed needs an environment. The seed needs a ground in which it can be uh, placed, planted, and it would grow. So let me just uh, write this down also that is in chapter 17. You can go uh, and read all of these accounts, uh, but eventually, because I don't have any more time, I want to keep this short. I'm already, I believe, above my 30 minutes uh, window. But the last of this is chapter 22 uh, and verse uh, 16 uh, that uh, we read, um, by myself I have sworn, this is what the Lord says, uh, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you. Who is the son of Abraham, Isaac? Who is he? He's the seed of Abraham. And he says, because you have not held this seed, okay? But what did he do? He literally gave him up and it was literally uh, basically sacrificed. Speaking of the Lord Jesus. Uh, but then he says, blessing I will bless you. What is going to be blessed? The seed is going to be blessed. So what does that mean? That one seed that Abraham did not withheld, it was going to be actually be fruitful. Uh, fruitful. Uh, New Testament language, later we're going to see what this means. Uh, verse 17, blessing I will bless you and multiplying, I will multiply you and your descendant, which is the word seed, your seed shall be as the stars of heaven and as the sands which is by the seashore and your seed shall possess the gates of their enemies and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice so let me just put the final verse here this is the final blessing that the lord says which uh, is the culmination of all the blessing which speaks of the resurrection life in christ jesus so let's look at this chapter 20 and this would be verse 18. Uh, so here we have the true finally fruitfulness. Okay, so uh, I showed you the intention of God from the beginning was blessing, blessing, blessing. And the doing of man was uh, basically uh, the bringing curse and curse and curse and God would come constantly and reverse the curse to bring man back to uh, the state of blessing and all of this is about a ground which I'm going to be covering in the next session. I hope you're going to have great uh, discussions around this and please 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 go through uh, chapter um, basically Genesis if you have time study from chapter 1 to chapter 22 look at every time the word blessing and cursing is used uh, anytime the word ground is used and especially something that about Canaan that I don't have any more uh, any more time to explain but quickly I'm gonna say this and then you understand some of these amazing things Canaan was the one that was cursed and the land that God promised to Abraham as a possession when he said, I will take you to a land, was the land of Canaan. I don't have uh, time to go through all these verses. You can quickly look at them. I give you the reference, uh, maybe chapter uh, 
the Exodus chapter 6 verse uh, 4 that would be one so God takes Abraham to a cursed land why because he wants to redeem uh, basically that land so he doesn't give him a land that is blessed already he, he says I will make you a blessing and I will plant that seed in that ground and that would cause uh, the whole uh, curse to be removed and that is how Jesus uh, Jesus' story becomes very important which uh, hopefully in the next session I will get into the details bless you and uh, have an amazing time